podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Live in the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely, lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, man? Uh, uh, not much. I'm, I'm lovely, as per the usual, uh, but mostly, I want to hear about your your road trip. that we, We've been talking about this back and yeah. forth for like 48 hours, and I know I know no details, by the way, uh, um, so I need I need to hear what yeah. happened with you over the past few days. Yeah, well, it's just like, like so anytime that you have a, I don't know, what, what do you think the threshold is for like a long road trip? Pl- over four hours is like the, 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 the time where you're yeah. like, wow, this sucks. Like this is, this is too much. Yeah, I mean, it could, you could lower it to three depending on who you're with, but yeah, yeah. four, four is fine. Yeah. So, so we go up to your neck of the woods every Thanksgiving or close to like an hour away from you. And, and so we drive up there each Thanksgiving to go to Amanda's uncle's place and uh, we have a great time there. But it's it's so un- like we're driving through Virginia to get up there, and Virginia it's a you know it's a beautiful state right like the the it's it's good scenery but at the same time there's a lot of like just straight up two lane highways yeah. when, when you're going up there right so so you have two lane highways and you have you you get the the left lane driver tilt consistently which is what we had had talked about on the last podcast and. The one thing that I, I I was so tilted by is you know how you're driving and well also there was a ton of roadkill uh, but you know how you're when, when you're when you're driving and you get the the blue signs that tell you what's what's to come off the exit right. you know and you're like oh there's a there's a Chick Fil A off this exit like that's the perfect road yeah. trip place to stop right and, and then you get off the exit and then. Why does it tell you how far away it is once you get off the exit? Oh, that makes me so mad. Can can we talk about this? Like, there, this is this is one of the biggest flaws in United States roadway, probably anywhere, I guess. But it's one of the biggest flaws that that you can possibly find while driving on on a road trip. Honestly, it's in, it's like punch your steering wheel infuriating. Uh, right when you when you turn off the highway. When, I mean, you're cruising, everything's good, you're making good time. You're like, okay, I just need a little bit of something in my stomach, and then I can keep I can keep going. You go off, and you realize it's two point eight miles away. Yes, uh, the, the, the nearest Wendy's or wherever you're going. It right. is just, yeah, that's hugely tilting. And especially, especially when it's like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta make. Okay, it, it, it's really, it's it's a, it's a lot better when, like, let's say that you get off the exit, you wanted to go to a Wendy's, and the Wendy's was 0.4 miles to the right. That's that's fine. You can you can deal with that. Not a big deal. Yeah. But when it's like. 3.8 miles yeah. to the left. Oh. So, you, so you not only have to make a left turn, okay? And usually there's just a stop sign and there's incoming traffic going each way. So you have to wait a little bit. So you have to make a left turn right. and then you have to drive. And then the Wendy's is on the left again. And you have to deal with that again. Yes. And it's just you, like if you were to deal with the left turn after you got the f- the food, it would be a lot easier because you were you would be enjoying your food. Really? You, would, you, would, you would be consuming something. Because everyone knows that when you're road tripping, when you're consuming something and you're just eating things, it's a lot easier to get through than if you're sitting there listening to some really, really boring podcast or audio book that you just want, you just want to slit your ears off. Right. 
that, which this you, is you were listening to the audiobook of 96 ways to rise and grind <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> exactly it was just i, I just I, I couldn't believe and I, I hadn't really thought about it before how tilting that whole experience is when you do get off the highway oh yeah you uh i that happened to us on our way to north carolina so just for the listeners and i'm sure many of you already know this on thanksgiving jj and i uh we switch locales so jj yeah. comes to the Virginia, D.C., Maryland area, and I go to North Carolina. Now, I go to a part of North Carolina that apparently is three hours from Charlotte, which I don't understand <laughs> how that's possible, but it is. Um, I looked it up, and and so it's not it's not like I'm you know on JJ's doorstep uh, in, in North you could, Carolina. You could you could you could Airbnb my house if you wanted to. I yeah well I uh, uh, I instead uh, stayed with um, my aunt who keeps the. Um, temperature at about uh, 65 <laughs> degrees. Oh, so I thought you were going to go the other direction there. No, 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 no. It's uh, not not quite. Uh, I sometimes I I wished during that 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 couple day span. But uh, so we do switch switch positions. So on the way to North Carolina, do you know about the natural bridge? Do you know about this? The natural bridge. Yeah, no, I don't know. Okay, about okay this. there's a natural bridge somewhere uh, around the border of Virginia and North Carolina, and I'm positive that. Hundreds and hundreds of people listening to this podcast know exactly what I'm talking about and will send me links. And and thank you for that in advance to the Natural Bridge. Anyway, we were about to get off the highway to go see the Natural Dam Bridge. I'm sorry for the kids out there. And and uh, um, and we we were about to get off and Melissa looks up because uh, she, despite being estranged, she came with me. Uh, she um, uh, She looked it up. Just as we were about to merge off the highway, and she realized it was 90 minutes away, even though the sign said Natural Bridge this way, as in like what? just off the exit. And that was the implication. 90 minutes. Wait, so, wow. Wow. So it wasn't like a, a regular, was it, it wasn't like a regular like road sign where it says, because like, you know how like once you get sort of close to a city, it's like, it's like Charlotte this way yeah. or like, you know, Washington DC this way or something like well, that. Well, it said natural bridge next exit. That's what it said. Next exit. So I'm thinking, oh, it's, let's just do this. Like, you know, we're right. We're making good time. Let's just let, let the, let's let the kids see the natural bridge. The natural bridge was an hour and a half away. Unbelievable. Spe- speaking of bridges, are you afraid of, are you afraid of heights? Um, <clears throat> well, when we, when we go across the Bay Bridge, uh, the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, um, I and I'm driving. I I look straight ahead. I I really can't deal with like looking over. Even though I've been I've been over that bridge uh, 300 times in my life minimum, and I I still get freaked out. How about you? Yeah. So there's a when you go from Pittsburgh to to Charlotte and down into North Carolina in West Virginia, there's the New River Gorge. I don't know if you, but it's just this this bridge is is quite literally like you're in. You're in outer space on this bridge. I mean, it is, it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. And every time I go across, I'm like, this is, this is, I'm dying. So like, this is, this is the end of my life is, is going across this bridge. I, I've, I've gotten worse and worse with heights as I've gotten older. I think that there's a strong correlation between those two things happening. I feel like, so like, I feel like people get, that could be wrong. Do you feel like that's kind of right? Um, I, I've always been kind of freaked out by the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, uh, um, but but what you're saying is that you went across Rainbow Road. Yeah, that's that's right, that's right. I was I was actually yeah. The New River Gorge Bridge is is Rainbow Road. I I at times I have the when I'm going back south, I have the uh, the tendency to yeah. want to just 
take a left turn really hard and try to get to the other to yeah. the other platform, you know? Right. And if you miss, you float into space until you're dead. Which well, is, no, but but you okay. get picked up. You get picked up by the, the by the Lakitu, I think his name is. Oh the, yeah, the by cloud, the the cloud guy. The cloud man, yeah. But but if the cloud man's not there, it, this is a very scary prospect. You 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 jump off and you miss, and if you're towed, you go. And, right. and which then, you should be towed. You yeah, should be towed. The only legit character. And uh uh and but then you float forever. You're like um uh you're like Major Tom floating in space <laughs> you know, for the rest of your life. That's that's the that is what occurs and that, that's what goes through my mind when I'm on this bridge in West Virginia. It's 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 horrific. It's it's terrifying. <laughs> it's 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 awful. Uh but anyway, Denny, last week, uh fantasy football our, our streaming picks. Not terrible. Our defenses were really strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, New England had 17 points. They destroyed Miami. Washington had 13. We talked about Tennessee a bit. They had 11. Uh, tight end, Tyler Crofts did score a touchdown. Uh, that was good. George Kittle and Ben Watson didn't do much. But that's that's where we're at with tight ends this time of year, guys. So if you're, uh, if you're hoping that we're going to give you some crazy tight end pick that's yeah. locked and loaded, then good luck with that. It's not happening now. Yeah, not anymore. Uh, at quarterback, though... Uh, Tyrod Taylor and Case Keenum were our two main plays. Uh, Tyrod scored a little over 14 points. He, he, he could have had a much bigger day if Kansas city's offense wasn't inept. Yes. Um, but Case Keenum, Case Keenum, uh, came through 27.28 points. Can I talk about this for a second too? Do you remember two weeks ago when I had the logic to play Case Keenum and I talked through the logic and I said that I thought the over was going to be hit in that game and I used literally the same logic in this game against the Lions on Thanksgiving. Yeah. But after after the game where uh, the over did not get hit against the Rams, mm-hmm. I heard crap from people. Yeah. And then after this game, I hear I hear crickets. Yeah, you 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 will hear nothing, nothing. No, that, but it's but, un, unreal. Never never fails. But the the best part is that the haters know that you are right, and and you can you can rest assured knowing that. Yes, yes, the life of a fantasy football analyst. Um, but then we also talked about Jacoby Brissett if he played and Joe Flacco. Flacco had 9.84 points, which honestly 9.84 is better than he should have had. Uh, just get, he, he's, you cannot play Joe. I don't care what the hell his matchups are. I don't care about any of that. He is, is he the worst starter in the NFL? Uh, yes, I think, I think that he is. I think that, that it, he has been exposed as the bad quarterback that he's always been, but now he doesn't have a fantastic defense, a great special teams, and a solid running game to 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 cover him up. There is no makeup anymore. The makeup is off, and we're staring at just a hideous quarterback. Yeah, but he's still very attractive. Yeah, he's uh, a good looking guy, and he's probably then, a good guy. Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I think he's a he's probably a good dude. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. He's actually one of those dudes who's like, like I you actually like he's probably really hates being famous. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. Uh Jacoby Brissett though, seven point four four points, not very good. So overall, kinda hit or miss. Uh our solid you know, the, the plays that we were really into, like Case Keenum, Tyrod, eh, uh Tyler Croft being the top streamer if he was out there, <clears throat> those plays came through. Yeah. It was the deeper the deeper plays that, that weren't very strong for us there in week twelve. But on to week thirteen. Man, of all the weeks this season, this is easily the strangest week from a defensive perspective. Denny and I spent 17 hours today yeah trying to figure out like two defenses to play I mean, it's it's crazy how weird like because there there are a lot of de- there's probably 20 defenses that you could realistically play in fantasy football this week 
but very few of those defenses like stand out as obvious streaming plays. Yeah, I can't, I find I found myself looking at the streaming options for defenses and just constantly shrugging my shoulders, going, eh, eh, I don't know. Yeah, eh, yeah, that's maybe. that's what it, consistently. And then a lot of the a lot of the games that we have this week are between just two bad teams. Yeah, right. And so and so you get you get these like like Miami and Denver. Like, yeah, sure, you could maybe play Miami's defense. We don't have, we're not talking about Miami on the show, but like you could maybe play Miami's defense, right? Against, against I, yeah, Trevor Simeon. I mean, if they, Theoretically, you could, yeah. Yeah, like you, you could play Miami's defense, but we're not talking about them. Like I said, we do have four defenses. Denny, why don't you kick things off? I will. Be uh, in the, probably the worst game uh, in the NFL's history. The Bears against the 49ers. The, the, the Bears are at home. Um, I don't have a lot to say about the Bears except for this. It's hard to say how things change with Jimmy Garoppolo under center, which I I don't know if he's definitely starting or not. I know Beathard is definitely banged up. Right. Um, But here's what we do know about the San Francisco offense. They've allowed an average of 3.3 sacks per game, uh, and Chicago has the seventh most sacks this season. Uh, uh, Six of the 11 opposing defenses uh, against the 49ers have managed at least nine fantasy points. Um, and, uh, you know, basically Chicago is a home favorite, which right now in this week 13 situation is all you can really ask for, uh, as far as, you know, uh, searching the wire for streamers, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that the clear cut play, if they are on your waiver wire is the chargers, uh, they're playing the Browns. They're at home. They're still only owned in 34% of Yahoo fantasy leagues. Um, but I mean, we've talked about the Chargers a lot over the last month and a half, it feels like, uh, but they've ranked as a top seven defense in weekly scoring in four of their last six games and only their only bad performance. The other, you know, there's two other games because six minus four equals two, um, the, <laughs> contrary to popular belief. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in, the, in those two other games, one of them, they ranked as defense 14, I believe. And then the other one where they didn't put up a good performance, they were in New England. Mm-hmm. So they shouldn't be putting up a good performance this week. They're at home. They're thirteen point favorites. They're facing the Browns. Yeah. You, I mean, they they could honestly end up being the the best defensive play this week. Yeah, they're they're. I think that's the rare opportunity for you to like prioritize that defense over right maybe all other depending on your team needs obviously. But I wouldn't mind just putting them at the top of the queue. Um, uh, also, um, I think it's possible for Josh Gordon to go for two hundred yards and the Chargers still. You know, dude, I hope he do- I hope he does so so much. I I hope he kills it this week. I have to say, the it was quite quite depressing and not shocking at all to see the uh, MMQQB uh, piece on Josh Gordon making a lot of money selling pot in high school. I think was the mm. was the thrust of the tweet, and every freaking response was. If you want money, go get a job. And everybody makes their own personal decisions. And there was nothing about like, like, like kids trapped in these situations and having to turn, turn, you know, turn to illegal stuff to make some money, to make some cash. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it was, it was the most like callous string of replies I've ever seen. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I really want Josh Gordon to see. I mean, dude, every piece that I've read on him, and I can't remember. I don't think it was Vox. I think it was there was some other uh, site that did a, a video on him. It's like an eleven minute video 
um, just follow, you know, him talking through his rehab progress and mm-hmm. uh, where he was at. And then reading the stories about how he was essentially, I mean, he, he was, he would drink and take shots yeah. and then do some drugs before every game. Yeah. And it's like, like, imagine a sober Josh Gordon playing in the NFL. Like he, he's doing what he did, what he did while under the influence against the best athletes in the world. Now imagine Josh Gordon with a clean head going out on a football field. I hope to God, he just like oh. becomes just the, the biggest freak of nature on, on that we've ever seen on a football field. I really, I would really love, love to see him succeed. And it is, it is it's just stunning to think that a guy could go out there uh, drunk and or altered in some way and and have have one of the all time seasons. I mean, we're not talking about like like a really nice solid season that he had that one year. Yeah, we're talking about an an outstanding campaign. So right, right, like like record breaking. I, I like like think about it. Like if I'm if I'm even a little bit tipsy and I get like my cornhole boards out. And I like walk my cornhole boards in my backyard. I'm out of breath. And you're, and you're gonna be you're gonna be making excuses too. You know you're gonna miss the board. <laughs> right. and you're gonna be like, bro, I've had six beers. I'm sorry, I'm drunk. Yeah, right, right, right. It's like it's like <laughs> any, like how how is he playing professional football? It's mind blowing. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm not. Trust me, I'm not comparing like me drinking a bunch of Bud Lights to the kind of stuff that he was doing either, because he's doing it's, a lot of different things than yeah. I do. Right. It's not 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 quite the. The same, but it is it is still amazing, and it, and it it begs the question: what what can he do? So yeah. so sober, uh, it's frightening. Right. All right. All right. Then another defense. Titans defense against the Texans. All right. So since Tom Savage took over at quarterback, uh, defenses have scored the following. I'm going to go locker combination here, folks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, defenses have scored the following against the Texans: nine, sixteen, three. And ten points, click, uh, against Houston. So Tennessee. It opened, by the way. It it opened, and uh, someone just stuffed me in the locker. Oh my God! Please let me out. Um, Tennessee is a six and a half point home favorite, uh, despite recent improvement. I have my notes. Uh, Savage is still completing a paltry fifty four point three percent of his passes this season. He's thrown five picks in the past three games. Uh, and last night against the Ravens, he threw about, uh, approximately 69, almost interceptions, uh, in Baltimore. So, uh, Titans defense, I, 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 gosh, I kind of like the Titans defense over the bears. Honestly, I could see it. I could see it. Uh, the, the, the last defense that I want to talk about is Oakland because I don't know if you guys heard, um, but the Geno Smith is starting for the giants this week. And my God, Denny. The the responses on Twitter oh. with with Eli Manning being benched for for Geno Smith I I I am I'm blown I saw tweets that that are like that are like this is how it ends for Eli Manning and it's like it's like of all people you treat him like this it's like how how are they I, I don't get how are they treating him am I missing something it, what am I missing here? he has been horrendous in every conceivable way for two seasons it's time it's time what, what what's the big deal i don't get the big deal so what he won you two super bowls it doesn't it, it, it that was first of all it was a long time ago okay right. i mean this is not he didn't just win you two super bowls he's been bad for a while 
So what? I it doesn't. I don't, it's not a big deal. Do you have that tweet that someone sent you about? Yeah. You? Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll read the tweet. I have the tweet. It says. So I, I tweeted. I was like, I didn't realize that so many people liked Eli Manning. Look, I, I think Eli Manning's probably a fine dude. I have no idea. I don't know Eli Manning. I'm mm-hmm. s- strictly speaking from the perspective of like, I did not expect Twitter, like like everyone, to blow up. Mm-hmm. And say that Eli deserves more respect. Eli, like, how did you want this to end? How did you think this was going to end? The 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 Giants have two wins, and they're like, why would they not want to see Geno Smith and and like, why would they not want to see who they have out of these quarterbacks? Right. And so anyway, I get I get this this tweet and says the point is respect. The two and nine season is not solely on him. He has handled playing in New York. Sorry, that's harder than the pit media. I, I am assuming that he's coming at me because I'm from Pittsburgh or something. Like, like as if like everything that I tweet has to do with Ben Roethlisberger's relationship with the Pittsburgh media. Well, he's making it about you instead of about right, the right, yeah. right. And then he says he has been clutch in the postseason <clears throat> and an Iron Man in terms of starts. And then the last sentence. This is this is the this is the kicker. Oh, and he does a ton in New York City for kids with cancer. He is a better man than quarterback. It's like. This is the problem. Like, I'm not, I'm not tweeting about this man. Like, that's great that he helps kids with cancer. Why would you ever think that I would ever talk against helping kids with cancer? I don't know, JJ. I, why, why do you not like kids with cancer? This is my question to you. <laughs> it's just, it's just un, unreal, unreal how people respond to it, things because of their fandom. It, 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 yes. Uh, uh, so, does uh, charitable work warrant? Uh, NFL starts. I mean, I'm sure that there right, are I don't a, get it. a lot of crappy players who give a lot of money to charity. Or do they should they start because they're good people? Right. I I, I think I think the bottom line is it, the way that I feel about this situation. They should bench Eli Manning right now because there's nothing to play for. They have Davis Webb. They have right. Geno Smith. See what they're all about, and then just go from there. Why is this so difficult? Like, if Ben Roethlisberger was playing like complete ass, like G- like Eli Manning has been playing, mm-hmm. like, and and he's done that for the last five years, and the only reason why Eli Manning has not been compared to the worst starting quarterbacks in the league is because he has Odell Beckham. Right. 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 If Ben Roethlisberger were doing that and they decided to bench Ben Roethlisberger to see what these other backup quarterbacks the Steelers would have in 20, probably next year, to be honest, to see what they have, mm-hmm. fine. He won He won two Super Bowls for, for the Steelers. I'm a Steelers fan. Fine. This is football. This is how you build a franchise. It has nothing to do with, what, what is this respect stuff? I, I don't, like, they can respect him behind closed doors and say, you know what, Eli, you gave a lot to this franchise. You helped us win two Super Bowls. You you were you were awesome. We, we're going to put you in the ring of honor. You're probably going to be a Hall of Famer. What what do you want them to do? It's an abomination that he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. By the way, yes. Uh, it is. Uh, how how hilarious! In hindsight, it, it's so funny that he that Eli and the Giants beat they owned the Patriots twice. <laughs> in this yeah. well, this is this is. Just, you know, in 20 years, we're going to look back and say, how, how did this happen? Eli was terrible. And, and the, and the, and the Giants, uh, beat the best team ever assembled (laughs) in the history of the NFL, hands down twice. Unreal. Unreal. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. All right. Anyway, we're going to talk about Oakland. Uh, so Geno Smith is going to start. He hasn't had a significant start in the NFL since 2014, uh, but in 2014, that year, he had 13 starts, and in 10 of those games, he threw an interception. 
Um, he averaged one interception per game. So he had 13 interceptions. Uh, he was also sacked 2.15 times per game that season. So I think that that gives the Raiders, despite the fact that the Raiders uh, have an awful, awful defense, mm-hmm. uh, actually one of the worst secondaries that we've ever recorded at number fire. I think. Really? Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's an awful secondary. They're seven and a half point favorites. They're at home. I think that they should be a solid streaming option now that Geno Smith is starting. Honestly, you might have been able to consider them with, with Eli Manning. I think that it's a little bit better with Geno just because, I mean, th- there's a lot of variance here, right? Like, right. in general. And that that's why, and I should just talk about this very quickly, that's why, and we'll just move into into quarterbacks. Yeah. I think that as a very, very deep play, Geno Smith is kind of in play. Um, I, I'm, you know, this is this is if, like, your, your league is hoarding quarterbacks uh, and you really don't have another option. But like I said... The Raiders have the worst schedule-adjusted um, secondary in the entire NFL, according to number fire metrics. And we know that, that Geno Smith has the Konami effect. The last time that he was a starter, he averaged about 20 yards per game on the ground. So that's basically, you know, takes away one of those interceptions that he'll inevitably throw. Right. Um, so you just got to hope that he can throw a touchdown. But the problem is that he doesn't have any weapons. No. I mean, he has no weapons. And that game could be really low scoring because Derek Carr doesn't have any weapons either. That's so, right. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not really that high on Gino. I think that he's a fun dart throw GPP play in DFS. But if you really need to dig deep, I guess you could you could look his way. All right. I've already I've already gotten my uh, Gino and a GPP tattoo on my uh, <laughs> yeah. on, on my lower. Well, you had that you had you had that in 2015 after he lost his starting job. But then I got it I got it uh, lasered off and then I <laughs> gotcha. just I got gotcha. it put back on tonight. So gotcha. okay. it's it's back, baby. Uh, <laughs> Gino, Gino in a GPP, so good. <laughs> Scream it from the rooftop. I have that's weird because I have I have a CPAT in a in a GPP. No, there you go. Yeah, I'm ready for that this weekend. Great correlation tattoos. Uh, <laughs> all right, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna talk up Brett Hundley uh, after for the past five weeks saying all oh, your Packers are dead. <laughs> of course, I'm gonna talk yeah. up Hundley, who excelled in what could only be described last week as the worst possible matchup. Yeah, it's pretty much. I mean, you got like Jacksonville. I mean, to be fair, the Steelers secondary is a little bit different without Joe Hayden. But, but, but you're going into Heinz Field in a primetime game against a defense that's played well throughout the season. I mean, that's a that's a tough spot. Yes, very tough. And, And and he threw for 254 and three touchdowns. I'm sorry, two, 245 and three touchdowns uh, against the Steelers. Um, by the way, on just 17 completions, which I felt like he completed a lot yeah, more than some that. big, big plays. So this is this. Okay, they're playing the Bucks, and Green Bay is at home, and they're favored. So this is a great spot, I, I think, for, for Hunley. Um, this uh, Tampa Bay secondary is allowing 18.7 schedule-adjusted fantasy points to quarterbacks. Uh, including allowing more than 250 yards to every quarterback they've faced except for Cam Newton in Week 8. Uh, I don't know what's what went wrong there for him. but I mean, uh, look, like, uh, to be fair, and I'm, I'm throwing this out there right now, Cam Newton has been low-key bad. Very like, low-key bad. Yeah. Like, he, he, can, he is not throwing the ball well, and no one's talking about it because there's so many other horrible quarterback. There's so much other horrible quarterback play going on. Cam Newton has not been that good. Why do we have to pretend that he's not inaccurate? I I, I don't I, I don't get it. I don't get it. He, he, his his throwing motion is one of the weirdest things. I because it looks like when he releases the ball, it looks like he's about to just 
torpedo it out of the stadium. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I I don't. I, I every year uh, I have to see like analysis on Twitter about how well he's actually extremely accurate. No, <laughs> yeah. no, it's not. That's not true. That's not true. Okay, uh, I'm I'm just real quick. Uh, against, <laughs> now that we're on it, against the Jets, he completed 39% of his passes. Okay, right. against the Dolphins the week before, he completed 59%. Okay, that was also that was also like I also think that 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 game allowed him to uh, not have such an awful perception this season because that was a primetime game. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, a, it's it's an island game. Everyone's watching him, and he he slays the Dolphins because the Dolphins are garbage. Well, and, and I mean, he was terrible through the air. Uh, uh, well, he, I, he threw four touchdowns, but, but <laughs> fi, fi, which is not terrible. But 59% yeah, right. there. And, but right. he, ran, he ran for 95 yards, so that helps. Um, and, and, I mean, I'm just looking down the percentages, you know, a bunch of, bunch of percentages in the 50s. Anyway, uh, so the the Bucks have given up a lot of yards. In fact, no team has given up more yards, more total passing yards this year uh, than the Bucks. <clears throat> so uh, quarterbacks have not had huge outings against the Bucks, but they've been consistently good uh, against Tampa, throwing two or more touchdowns in six of eleven games against the Bucks. Um, we know that Hunley has some Konami appeal. Uh, he's run 14 times in five games this season. Uh, and <clears throat> teams have chosen to attack the Bucks through the air. Uh, the, the, the Bucks have faced the sixth most pass attempts and the 18th most rushing attempts. So it all adds up to, I believe Hunley has a pretty nice looking floor here. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that he's probably the top uh, natural streamer that, that's probably on your waiver wire. I don't mind uh, two guys, actually. Uh, I don't mind Blake Bortles going up against a Colts secondary that ranks in the bottom half of the league in quarterback points allowed. They have the second worst secondary according to number fire schedule adjusted metrics, and they're without top cornerback Rashawn Melvin in this game. Um, the Jags are big favorites. So you got to kind of hope that those touchdowns come early for Blake Bortles. And remember earlier this season in week seven, Blake Bortles did throw for 330 yards against the Colts. Wow. Uh, I don't love that this is the second in-division game. That's usually a not great sign statistically yeah. that their numbers drop a bit. Uh, but I think that he should give you some sort of a, a floor. Uh, you just got to hope that those touchdowns come early if indeed that game does go in Jacksonville's favor. And then the other quarterback, if he's still out there, Case Keenum should be on your radar. Uh, he's playing in, in Atlanta, fairly high over-under game, uh, and he's playing amazingly well. I mean, we've been streaming him, it seems like, like I, I mean, for like a month and a half. Yeah. But uh, he's ranked 6th, 5th, 13th, and 3rd in weekly quarterback scoring over his last four games. Um, I, you know, I think that if you look at the Falcons, uh, they're not like this obvious slam-dunk matchup that that folks might think. Uh, they're, they're middle of the road as a pass defense, essentially. Um, but like I've been talking about with Case Keenum, in close games, the Vikings have one of the largest discrepancies in pass-to-rush attempt ratio uh, in a neutral game script versus how they just naturally perform. And this is a, a game that, that could... Because I you know I think that, that Minnesota might be the better team in general right now. Mm -hmm. um, but given that they're in Atlanta, I think Atlanta's a three-point favorite. That game could just be close. And if that game's close, I think that's good for the shootout potential because both teams... Uh, are more pass friendly in that neutral environment. Um, Desmond Trufant also is in is in concussion protocol, which would be really good for for Case Keenum. So, yeah. I think I think Keenum's not in a terrible spot at all. If he's out there, I'd probably play him over all of the guys. 
Yes, I agree. And and uh, I, I'm actually looking at his point totals. Uh, he has scored more than 17 points in four straight weeks. Uh, and yeah. he and more importantly, he's taken advantage of every middle of the road or good matchup. He struggled in really bad matchups, which yeah. you, know, you might expect. He's, he's been, I mean, people don't want to hear this because it's weird, but he's been a top five passer from an efficiency standpoint in the entire NFL this year. That's like, crazy, man. like he's, he's been like our expected points model loves Case Keenum. QBR, I know, loves Case Keenum. And you see that and you're like, how is that possible? And I know that, that, you know, the, the situation helps. I mean, he has great wide receivers. Um, he has a good offensive line, but like at the same time, quarterbacks make that happen. I mean, yep. they, they have to make that happen. Indeed. So good on you, Case Keenum. All right, Denny, tight ends. Right, tight ends. Uh, we're going back to the Jesse James well. I mean, this is if you're really, uh, is the is the phrase if you're hard up on, on tight ends? And if so, is that, is it, did I just make a sexual joke? <laughs> that sounds a little sexual. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty hard up for Jesse James. <laughs> Sorry for the kids again. Um, uh, by the way, I, I I can't I cannot picture a young person listening to this podcast. You know what I mean? No, no. I, the youngest, if you're like under the age of of twenty three, listening to this podcast, I'd be shocked. I right, right. I mean, you would be like, who are these these old? I mean, you're not you're not old, but you know, who who are these dudes, and why am I listening to this podcast? But people have told me that their their kids listen to it, so I, I just it blows my mind. I guess All in right. the car or something, if they're listening to it in the car. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. We love but the kids. Hi, hi, love hi the kids. kids. Hi, yeah. kids. Yes, listen, we, we love the kids, uh, um, you know, and uh, they are the future of this podcast, uh, <laughs> replacing me, by the way. Right, right. Xavier only has like like yeah. six more years until he's... Exactly, until he's in the co-host seat, I know. Right. Um, so uh, uh, Jesse James against Cincinnati. Uh, James is available in 93% of leagues, naturally. Uh, so since he disappeared against the Colts last time we talked about him, James has 12 targets over two games. And as you informed me earlier today, this is insane. Jesse James has 81 pass routes over the past two games, which it's, is it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Right. Which I, is the same as Travis Kelsey. Yeah, that that's according to Pro Football Focus for what it's worth. But but it's he, I, I looked at it and my I, I fell out of my chair. I, yeah. Wait, so he's running a ton of routes, which is, which is always good. It, it really is. I'm not being funny. It's that's that's something we look for. Um, so James has the fifth most targets inside the ten yard line this season with seven, which is the same as Gronk and more than Zach Ertz. So you know, for whatever that's worth, uh, Cincinnati has become a pretty good tight end target uh, as they allow the second most schedule adjusted fantasy points to the position. Just. Point two points per game less than Cleveland, which obviously is is the team we want to target with tight ends as well. Uh, Steelers tight ends uh, caught three of five targets for 50 yards last time they played against the Bengals in Week Seven, and um, oh, and, and I mentioned the, the the route running, which is just mind blowing. But I, I I do I do think that you can roll him out like okay, like in our LTS league, I'm kind of considering playing him because we have so many flex spots and I have injury. I'm dealing with injuries. We do. Um, I'll talk about Charles Clay really quick. He's still owned in like half of leagues, a little bit less than half of leagues. Uh, he ran 24 routes this past week, but that was in a positive game script. This one should be negative against the Patriots, you would think. Uh, but he saw four targets in each of his last two games. I'm more concerned with what happened last game because that's when Tyrod Taylor wasn't benched. 
Um, and Charles Clay had about 14% of the team's targets. It's not a great target share, but hopefully he's getting healthier. And by the way, the Bills don't have any pass catchers. None. They, they, they don't have any. So I'm hoping garbage time, uh, which helps receivers because you're going to see a lot more volume. Hoping some garbage time is there, but hoping that even early on in the game, I mean, Charles Clay should be involved. Uh, can we real quick address Zay Jones's matrix? Uh, yeah. What, did you? That was insane, right? It, for people who are not familiar, he he fell uh, on the sideline in in the uh, I think diving for a ball against the Chiefs, and then he seemed to get up in a way that looked totally unnatural. It, it looked like a, a glitch in the computer simulation uh, that, that in which we yeah. exist. I can only attribute it to tremendous core strength. Yeah, right. Yeah, or either that, or they're playing a trick on us, and they just put everything in reverse. Like, because that's what it looked like. Like he fell down, and the same way that he fell down is how he got up. Do you think? Do you think that's it? No, I think that. I think that if you look carefully, if you look really carefully, because okay. I watched this with my wife last night. Okay. Um, who did not leave me? Um. Uh, but but. He he uses his right arm and he pushes himself up a little bit, but he does it so subtly yeah. that you can't really you can't really tell. And then that's where the core strength then came in because he pushed himself up just enough, and then he's like, "Oh, I gotta I gotta tighten my abs real quick." And then that's how he came up. Just just crazy strength. Anyway, crazy uh, crazy. Yeah. All right. And, and, and by the way, it's the Reverend Doctor Charles C. Clay the Sixth Esquire. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Let's... I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, we have one more tight end though. Why don't you talk yeah. about him? Julius Thomas against Denver. He's available in 75% of leagues. Uh, Thomas has done well as the dolphins have struggled and faced negative game scripts and had to throw a lot. Uh, this all makes sense. Uh, he's averaging six targets per game over Miami's past six games with at least nine fantasy points in three of the past four games. Uh, only three teams have allowed more tight end touchdowns than the Broncos and only four teams have allowed more tight end receptions uh, than the Broncos as wide receivers largely get shut down uh, against those Denver cornerbacks. Um, last week, Jared Cook had a touchdown that made me very happy for DFS reasons, and uh, that was overturned against the Broncos for reasons I will never understand. Uh, so they they escaped that game with uh, giving up very little uh, tight end production, um, but almost, and in fantasy football, um, almost counts. I'm gonna say no. Yeah, um, in fantasy football analysis. Yeah, and right, we can we can just we can call that we we'll wink and a nod, touchdown, Jared Cook. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Julius Thomas. I I actually prefer Thomas over um, over James, um, as a as a desperate kind of streamer. Yeah, I kind of do too. Um, just to recap then, Charles Clay, Julius Thomas, Jesse James, uh, Case Keenum, Geno Smith, if you hate yourself, Blake Bortles, and Brett Hundley, Oakland defense, Titans defense, Bears defense, and the Los Angeles Chargers defense. All right, Denny, it is Twitter time. All right. We have some questions. First one's from at Ross Kidwell. He says, don't actually have a qu- I like when people say this. Don't actually have a question. Just want to tell you guys that I like the podcast. Keep up the mostly mediocre work. Oh man, I I really appreciate when people acknowledge that we are at least mediocre. Yeah, right, right. Uh, this next one at John Lano is cheese hashtag good, and if so, what cheese is best, and is it best on top of on top of or spread on something else? Sorry, again, I have to glance over my other monitor. Yeah, right. <laughs> JJ's eyes are being strained right now. Yeah. Uh, what, how? What are your feelings on cheese? I mean, this I mean, is- I, I love. I mean, I love cheese. 
Yeah. It's 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 awful for you, but I love cheese. Right. I, I'm like it, you if you have the mindset like I'm going to eat healthy, then you need to not eat cheese. Cheese that, is terrible for you. That's exactly my my conundrum. I I don't mind cheese. I'm not like like a cheese fanatic. I love egg, cheese. You might say. I am. I, I love cheese. You know what I used to do when I was a kid? When I was a teenager, uh, and my wife remembers this, uh, at least according to her attorney, and she, uh, <laughs> I, when we used to go to the movies, I, I, used to, I used to get a container of nacho cheese, a, a medium popcorn, and I would dip the popcorn in the cheese uh, throughout the entire movie. And then at the end... I would just start scooping the cheese out of the freaking container. Denny, Denny this is like the most the the most non-Denny food take of all time. Oh, oh ever I, ever on this podcast, dude. I am disgusted by my seventeen-year-old self. My seventeen-year-old self was also one hundred and thirty-eight pounds and had the the metabolism of a bee. You know, so <laughs> right. Uh, I, I you'd, you'd have to say that goat cheese is the best cheese, right? <laughs> I think technically, if we're talking language-wise, then yeah. <laughs> Right. No, I like I like all kinds of cheese. I, like I, I will say I'm I'm really yeah, provolone's what I usually will get on like a sandwich or something. Yeah. But but I it's amazing because we, we actually talked about American cheese on the last show, didn't we? Yeah. And 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 how like it's actually not good. But you're told it's good. But you're told it's good. Like like the, the American cheese and the stupid wrapper that you would eat. Yeah, you know, back in the day, that like that's off. It's actually terrible. It tastes like crap. You're told it's good, but then the more you learn about it, the 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 more you learn about the murder of indigenous people, and then you're like, oh, uh, American cheese is not good. Yeah, that's right, right, right. You could actually roll up a piece, of, like one of those slices of American cheese, and bounce it off the floor. I feel like. Oh yeah, it's uh, gross. Like that's that's how it is. Next one at Bill G R H R D T. Oh, it, it's Gerhard Hart. But it's there's no uh, no vowels in his handle, so it's very confusing. It's Toby Gerhardt. That's who it is. Yes, yes. Toby Gerhardt is asking us a question here. <laughs> he says, uh, "Jersey Shore takes. Did you watch it when it first aired? Will you watch the new show? And why is it better than The Bachelor?" It's wait, is it back? Yeah. So apparently, it's coming back. I I I, wa- I mean, this is not a surprise. I watch shitty television. Oh, sorry, sorry, poopy television. <laughs> po- poopy, poopy television. Um. I, 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 it's coming back. Apparently it's some reunion with, with all of the, the great people, Come but on. I did, I, I didn't watch it while I watched it like a year after it got popular. I was a late mover. With yeah. Jersey Shore. Yeah. I, I remember watching it. The one thing I remember from Jersey shore is what, one of the, was there a particularly meat heady guy? Yeah. There's a lot of them. Well, well like you got like the situation. No, no, not Ronnie, not, Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie. So, Ronnie one one night it's it's like a typical thing like they're like just drunk beyond Blasted. belief yeah. right yeah. and they're on the boardwalk and somebody trash talks Ronnie and he comes up and nails this dude in the face and the guy just just he just goes down and he's out out like a right. light and and then Ronnie runs down the boardwalk going one shot one shot <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like oh that's the worst thing I've ever seen, but also the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, right. It's it's terrible. Like it's such bad television, but it's so awesome. At I the was same like, time. that's one shot. That's like the movies. That's like the movies when you You're punch right. somebody and they're out. That's amazing. Right, like, like they should have made the sound, the punching sound effect when he did that. Yeah, like the uh, like the Street Fighter sound effect. Yeah, 
Um, will I watch the new season or whatever is happening? I don't. I, I maybe it'll slip onto my DVR. I don't <laughs> yeah, it's gonna. You're gonna record it and then like blog about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd have this other life where I'm blogging about the Bachelor in Jersey Shore. I know about it. Bachelor's great, man. Uh, next one at Matt Maddie Wood. Yeah, because his name's Matthias. Um, kicker question. Do I stick with four bath, even though all of his kicks get blocked or hope the <laughs> Dallas or hope the Dallas offense can move the ball and go with Dan, Dan Bailey? No, man, you don't want to No, People keep asking about Dan Bailey. Stop. Just stop with the Dallas kickers. They're not going to face enough. They're not going to have enough good game script going forward to put up consistent points. You, you can do better. Trust me. You can do better. You could probably do better than four bath this week. I'm going to talk about kickers in a moment. Uh, but 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 this 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 thing with Dan Bailey, he's accurate, sure, but he's never among the most opportunistic guys in the league. So no. Yeah. Next one at Cam underscore Wilson twenty six. Being the gamer and baseball fan that you are, this is to me, I guess. Uh, where were where you? Oh, were there's an apostrophe, and I got very confused. Were you a backyard baseball fan, and if so, any fire takes on who the best players were? I've gotten this question more than once, Denny. What and is it? What is it? I, I don't backyard baseball. That's that's after my time. I'm not that young. Backyard baseball was like <laughs> like if you're like 23 or 24 right now, then you probably played backyard baseball. But backyard baseball, I was like in high school when people were playing that. What, it, what is that a game? Yeah, it's like a baseball game with like little stupid caricature people. Like like I'm 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 playing like Ken Griffey Jr. Slugfest in in, in Major League Baseball on on N64. Remember that? Hi, my name's Ken Griffey Jr. Let's play Major League Baseball. Remember I, like that. And I, yeah. I would play that and I would even play, I played like world series baseball and Sega. Like right. that was, that was my, I, I'm not playing this backyard baseball garbage. Yeah, I have no idea what that is, but I, I played bases loaded for what it's worth. On, Which was, uh, how about, how about on game boy Mario baseball? Remember Mario baseball? I do. That was really good actually. Cause that was the, the bird's eye view. And, yeah. And, and then you, and you had to just time your swing and stuff. That was amazing. Uh, next one at Adam six, seven, one, three. This week, I won a matchup because my opponent, Fantasy Shark, what a tool, started injured Devontae Freeman instead of instead of that Williams guy who went off for Green Bay. His name is Jamal. When a guy who's been injured for multiple weeks gets multiple games is started, is it fair to kick this guy out of the league? I guess. I, I, I mean, I, as long as you don't do it right now. I mean, if there's an inactive owner in your league, he shouldn't be invited back. Right. Just don't invite him back. Right. Right. I mean, you can't do anything now, right? Like, like I, I, I see a lot of those questions, and it's like, I get that you're tilting and you're upset, but it's like, I actually have an insane story um, about a league, and I talk, I talk to you about this. <clears throat> there's a league. It's a fairly high-stakes one, and the commissioner ended up altering a lineup this week for another team when he was actually, when it benefited him in the end. Um, and it caused, because he wanted the competitiveness of the league to, to stay intact or whatever, hmm. but it caused, it caused an S storm and uh, <laughs> a, a poop storm. And it, it, it was not, it was not good. It was not good. Uh, eventually he had to change it back, but it's like, it's like commissioners quit intervening so much. Just let fan, just let things happen. And if there are inactive owners, yeah. look in the mirror. 
because you're the commissioner and you should be making sure that people are active and that they are motivated to do things, that you're doing things to make sure that they're checking their freaking lineups. Yeah. Speaking of, of poop storms, you can't have a poop storm if you eat too much cheese. Getting back This is to, true. This uh, is it, very it, true. It'd be a struggle. Very good point. Uh, but yeah, you got to take, a, I think you got to take a, a, a libertarian uh, approach as, as a commissioner. Uh, don't intervene. There's no way that you can intervene without looking like you're trying to benefit yourself or your friend or your cousin, whoever's in the league. Um, so get people who will stay active, be active and stay active. Um, and but this is the sort of thing that happens. Look, uh, people lose interest once their team sucks. So I think that's part of the game. Yeah, either that or like have incentives to like get these people to to want to yeah. win. I mean yeah. that that's that's it. Uh, next one at. E. Browse, uh, as we approach the finals, I need help with my emoji-only league. Which do I start in the most annoying slot, and which do I stream at the most useful slot? Mm, mm, mm. Most annoying. Most, most useful and annoying. Those okay. are that's what we're looking for. Right. Um, annoy. I don't know what it would. I, I have to look at my phone right uh, now to to see. Yeah, here we go. What's annoying and what's useful? Here we go. So you useful. You know what I, I find very useful? Thumbs up. I can answer. Almost anything with thumbs up, you know, people like, like my mom texting me and like trying to make plans for, you know, babysitting the kids. And as she writes 15 sentences and I respond with two thumbs up. Thanks mom. Nice. You know? Nice. I, uh, I do a lot of the, um, I think I've talked about it on this podcast before. I do a lot of the smirk face Yeah. because I'm a, I'm a dick. Uh, and then I also, I, I do a ton of the, the eyeballs when they're looking to the side emoji that one's that one's a yeah good one. you do you you like the uh, the eyeballs to the side um i i don't i don't know which one's the most uh, uh, annoying i don't think that there are there are there like are people annoying with certain emojis i, I don't find any annoying maybe you know no i don't find any, any of them yeah annoying. i'm sorry I, I don't i just i enjoy emojis and i will not apologize yeah i'm i'm kind of with you there uh next one at affluenza qb uh, that's a weird handle. Playing for a bye week, or playing for a bye without Zeke, Amari, Juju, and Robert Woods. Give me a good dart throw or two at running back, wide receiver, tight end. Uh, I wrote up like I haven't written up my start sit, but I wrote up some. I know what players I want to talk about because I listed them out today a little bit. One guy that I'm intrigued by is Josh Reynolds, uh, who's going to be stepping in for for Robert Woods again. Uh, and the main reason is because is uh, Sammy Watkins is going to be shadowed by Patrick Peterson in that game. Mm-hmm. So that's going to leave Reynolds and Cooper Cup to do their thing. I think Reynolds could have a decent game. I, I like J.D. McKissick again this week yeah. um, against Philadelphia because that's a funnel defense. Uh, you're looking at the best rush defense in terms of the yards allowed versus the worst rush offense. I mean, the, the Seahawks are averaging like 50 yards a game on the ground or something. How about Dontrell Inman slash Goatman? Yeah, he keeps he keeps getting some love. Yeah, he keeps seeing targets. Um, so yeah, those are those are some dart throws. Uh, next one at Tyler Strong ninety five need takes on eggnog and Christmas caroling. Um, all right. Do you have strong feelings on on eggnog? Yeah, it's one of the trashiest. And we we talk every year. We talk about this, and every yeah. year we say it's it's the most disgusting thing that you can consume. Uh, uh, uh so Melissa likes eggnog. Um, and uh, so. She she has eggnog with bourbon. Is this yeah. is this normal? I don't know. I, I mean, you put you put alcohol yeah. in it. And and I um so I tasted that the other night when um uh <clears throat> when she came over uh 
to to visit <laughs> to, to, to get the kids. Yeah, to get the kids, and and she uh, she, so so I took this and. I don't know. I I think I would like it without the alcohol, but the combination of a milky substance with alcohol—that's gross. And by the way, you—if you drank a lot of that, you would be so violently ill and hungover. You could yeah, never drink it again. I just uh, with eggnog, I just picture like puking out of your nose. Right. Like that. That's what. It, that, that. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 violently puking out of your nose. That, oh, that's what I. Yeah. Well, now, now I want to just puke out of my nose. Just thinking about that. Uh, uh, but not, not like it doesn't come out. It, it's not out of your mouth either. Your mouth is closed. Nothing's coming. It's only coming out of your nose. So that scene in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, where there's where there, with Chevy Chase and what's his face is are standing around drinking eggnog. Um, yeah. And, and uh, that's the the only time that. Eggnog has ever looked appealing to me. And I think it's because I think it's because the eggnog is in the reindeer glass that I want. I need that <laughs> reindeer glass. I want it. That's and, why. Yeah. And so I think that that's why why it's appealing. But mostly it's horrifying. As for Christmas carolers, um, I think that I would just be hiding and cowering in my basement <laughs> if people came up to my um, my house and, and were singing. Uh, I, right. I don't. It must be incredibly awkward to step outside and to have 10, 15 people standing there singing at you. And you, what, do you make eye contact? Do you clap? Have you, ex- have, you, you exper- have, you, have you actually experienced a Christmas caroler? Like like a group of people? Thank God. No, I haven't. Right. I haven't either. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I'm pretty sure that Christmas caroling is, is just a part of big Christmas that they're right. Is it, this is, this is how you do this, right? That you this is this is this is right. how this starts. Yeah. Okay. But, but oh, yeah. no, I, I think it's 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 a thing that's not actually a thing. It just wants you to buy into this idea is that you buy those right. little stupid uh, uh, glass pottery <laughs> things of Christmas carolers that you then display as Christmas decorations each year. That that's why. They want Christmas caroling to be a thing because it's not really actually a thing. Right. It's right. Christmas caroling is a white myth, like Colorado or Larry Bird. Okay. I mean, this is this is just. <laughs> I, I stole that from Thirty Rock. I have to say, um, but uh, uh, I I would be freaked out thoroughly. And and by the way, on on Hallmark on Hallmark Hallmark movies where they have uh, Christmas carolers, those people sing beautifully and that cannot be the reality that can't no 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 no, cannot uh next one at aaron m healy we know that late round qb went to pit but did cd carter 13 go to college (laughs) (laughs) i mean first of all you know you know uh yes i did um but if i didn't you would still love me and uh so i went to the university of maryland um, yeah. I was there from 2001 to 2005. Yeah, so that's where the Vernon Davis thing came in last week. Right, right, right. I mean, if you were really a loyal, a loyal LTSer, then you would know that. But yes, Maryland. We should, we should send a. Qu- oh, you know what we should do is make one of those like, <clears throat> thing, like online quizzes. You know, and it's like it's like oh you're a and then you like associate them to like uh, some like like you're Alex Smith the the best streamer well oh. I mean obviously not anymore or 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 like you're Geno Smith or whatever yeah, like that's it'd be right. hilarious that's right if you, it, depending on how you answer the right how how you score the right. questions oh that's that's good that's good okay uh, next one at Justin Freeman eighteen how would you determine a plus matchup at this time of year uh, opponent ranking for the year. Most recent four games, I ask because of Tyrod versus New England. I'm between Tyrod 
Carr and Keenum. Uh, I wouldn't be playing Carr, I don't think, because of the weapons. No. Um, I think that, look, I, I think that you have to take everything. I mean, it's kind of everything. Like, when I'm looking at matchups, I'm looking at are there injuries? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at how they're, they've performed of late because a lot of times regression can hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also looking at opponent because if you look at New England, they're playing better defensively, but they haven't faced many good quarterbacks. Right. Um, so so that's that's another thing that you definitely want to want to just pay attention to. Yeah, and also I wouldn't look at like season I wouldn't focus on season long numbers at this point. No, I think that it's a good like initial yeah. look as yeah. to like what like who is is in play. Right. Well, I would go Tyrod there. I think I'd go Tyrod also. I do. I'm looking at New England who they who they face quarterback wise. I guess Matt Ryan is one that they they face, but like he could have had way more touchdowns than he did in that game. But they faced McCown. Rivers was okay. Uh, Denver. Then mm-hmm. they faced Oakland. Derek Carr has been a an S show also. Uh, Miami, they face Matt Moore. I mean, it's not like they face like crazy competition. Right. But there really isn't crazy competition in uh, the NFL. No, there's not. Yeah. Next one, at Adrian underscore Charlie. Did you, did you guys watch the Grey Cup go Argos? Did you see Lord Tressman? Mark Tressman was, he had, he won the championship. He did? Oh, okay, good. Yeah, he's good. back up. He's back up in where, where he belongs, yeah. right? Yeah, he must be really good uh, in the CFL. Yeah, no, he he always wins. That's all he does. Wow. Yeah, that's that's great. I'm I'm happy for him. I I'm sad that he was figured out so quickly in the NFL. Uh this next one uh is at Kyle underscore sandwich Topanga or Winnie Cooper. Oh, both of my wives. Oh God. <laughs> what does that mean? I, I mean, both of my childhood wives. Uh, you know. Girls I wanted to marry when I was a kid. That's I got you. I got you. I got you. What about Kelly Kapowski? Uh, my mistress. Um, yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, fair. Um, I, I'm going. I'm going with Topanga. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I I can't. Uh, I can't not say Topanga. Yeah. Yeah, you have to go Topanga. Uh, next one at that Federici. He says, "Can you give some Week 14 streams for the playoffs?" I kept this here, Denny. Because we got that question at least 16 times. And so so what I did, and I closed the document, but I'll reopen it. What I did uh-huh. was I looked at next week's schedule for literally a minute. And I wrote down matchups that might be good, that, that can change and probably will change. But just so you guys know, here are some things that jumped out to me. Defense. Packers are playing Cleveland. So you can play Green Bay. The Chiefs are at home against the Raiders. See how the Raiders look without their weapons. Uh, the Bengals are at home against the Bears. The Bills are at home against the Colts. The Patriots are in Miami. And the Steelers are at home against the Ravens. Okay, so those are some defenses. Quarterback Tyrod Taylor is facing Indy. And we could see we could see a, a streaming matchup or a streaming game mm-hmm. with Brett Hundley's playing Cleveland. But Deshaun Kaiser has been like low-key really good in fantasy. Yeah. Him against Green Bay is really intriguing, especially if Josh Gordon comes back and looks like his old self. And then Blaine Gabbert will be facing Tennessee, which is a cool matchup. So there's some there's some streamers. So there we don't uh, that that's your week 14 show, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're not we're not we're not doing a show next week, but hopefully those help you guys. 
Uh, next one, at Stay Fun Loco. In all seriousness, how bad is the tilt for you guys during games and which affect you more, players on your teams or players you advocate for or against publicly? I mean, there's there's a lot of crossover, crossover there. Uh, exactly. um, I agree. totally agree. Yeah, I, I mean, if, I, if I'm talking up a player, like in my kicker column or on this show then I'm using I'm using at least some of those guys in in my seasonal leagues and then some of them in DFS. So um yeah the the it's a combo tilt of not wanting to uh well look like an idiot in front of everybody and then and then B wanting to win your your games, you know, in in your leagues, yeah. I think I think I definitely tilt more about the public picks that I make um just because it's a lot easier to it's it's more important at the end of the day for me. Yes, I but, agree. But at the same time, there is a lot of overlap that I think. Yeah, I think that there's this like idea that fantasy analysts like aren't playing fantasy. Like it, like people think that like we're not using our advice or like yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's almost like that we're disconnected from the actual game and we just give advice. But no, we're giving advice. And then we're 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 using that advice. Yes, that's the way it works. That's the tout life. And and and, right. and by the way, I see people. Uh, who go to like the biggest DFS names and accuse them of intentionally misleading the public. Right. One of the most ridiculous. I I know I I, like I'm connected with, with the the best DFS players out there. And I know 1 million percent for a fact that that is not happening. And it blows my mind that people think that that's happening. I'm into conspiracies, but that one is, is, is worse than the moon landing conspiracy. Yeah. Not only that, you could just go look at who they're playing versus who they touted. And there's an overlap. I mean, like uh, this last question at M nine VC Vegas, pick one, 1000 lunches at Arby's with Ben McAdoo. Okay. Or 1000 hours of watching Peyton Manning ads on loop. God. I think there's a clear answer here. Wait, what, th- 1,000 lunches at Arby's with Ben McAdoo? Yeah. With, so it has to be with Ben McAdoo. <laughs> you have to look right. at his hair for 1,000 lunches. <laughs> Or, yeah, but hopefully, or, hopefully that evolves over a thousand lunches. Or or a thousand. I don't think it will, man. Uh, but you could you could talk to him about it. That's that's why you're having lunch with him. You're talk, you're giving him uh, some fashion takes. I, I mean, I'm 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 just I'm just I'm choosing the Peyton thing because I can't deal with that. I think I would deal with the the McAdoo thing because what? look look we're also assuming that a thousand lunches equals a thousand hours, right? Mm-hmm. And the other thing is a thousand hours. So by doing the thousand lunches, you can just eat the lunch really fast, okay, and say Ben McAdoo, you're you're bad at your job, and then walk away and just do that a thousand times. That's twenty minutes. But you're, physically, you're going to ruin yourself. Physically, you are going to. But you could. I don't. I would buy like one of those bikes that you put underneath a desk, <laughs> and just bring and bring it with me the whole time. You know, I've ever told you that when I first started working at from home. That's the last mm-hmm. question, by the way. Okay. Before I I started working from home. I got one of those. Okay. okay. And I was sitting and I was, I was sitting there and it's really hard to do. Like you can't do it if you're on like a wheelie chair, but I'm sitting there and I'm just biking. Cause I just wanted to see like what it would like, if it would be helpful. Uh-huh. Um, and so I did a half hour on it. Okay. And I'm just like sitting and like working well. And then I go to, I go to move it and I burn the living hell out of myself because it was the, the pedals were connected by a piece of metal onto the structure that, that uh-huh. was the, the bike. 
and it got so hot from like all the friction from, from me pedaling that it was like a, a stove whatever I move. I'm not even kidding, dude. I'm not kidding at all. I had to send it back to them. And like, it was so, so messed up. It was so, it was so ridiculous. So you, you almost burned down your house because you are such a good peddler. That's right. Wow. So imagine the electricity I could create with, with my, with my quadriceps. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, uh, all right, Denny, that's going to do it for the show though. Do you have kicker takes? I do just real quick. Uh, it's Josh, it's Josh Lambeau week, everyone. So, um, we are going to live to see Josh Lambeau be a good kicker this week. Uh, Jacksonville's a nine and a half point home favorite. The Colts have allowed multiple field goals in all but one of their games this season. And if you can't get Lambeau, try Chan- Chandler Catanzaro, the Catman. Uh, Kansas City has allowed two or more field goal attempts in four of its past five games. And uh, Catanzaro has averaged two and a half field goal attempts in Jets wins. So if you think that the Jets can maintain neutral or maybe even positive game script against the corpse of the Chiefs, then Catman is your guy. Uh, where can everyone find you at CD Carter 13? That's my good account. Yeah. Um, I am on Twitter at late round QB. You can find my work over on numberfire.com and my other podcast, the late round podcast. Give that a subscribe. Uh, we have a tilt montage. I haven't listened to it yet though. Oh boy. Okay. So I'll throw that in there and I will give you guys some sweet, sweet music before we listen to that tilt montage. Otherwise, good luck in week 13 and we'll talk to you next week. It's uh, 12.52 p.m. in the world's only legitimate time zone. Uh, Far, far more legitimate than the time zone in which the haters on the West Coast reside. I'm talking about the Eastern time zone, folks, in case you missed that. Anyway, I just spent 40 minutes of my finite time on this planet answering kicker start sit questions and while in the moment I enjoyed this process looking up various kicker stats agonizing over telling people who to start and sit I now regret it And I regret it tremendously. I could have literally been doing anything else. I could have perhaps read a book. I could have flexed my writer muscles a little bit and written anything. Anything. I could have written an article on what I had for breakfast this morning. I could have written an essay on why National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is a Marxist commentary on class struggle in the United States. I could have done that, and maybe I will, but I chose to instead answer start-sick questions about kickers in the NFL for fantasy football, a game within a game so I could have I could have run I could have gone on a jog a jog I believe it's called I could have jogged I could have done other various exercises that are miserable 
But that would have helped my physical self improve. Uh, I chose instead to remain hunched over my laptop and answer kicker start sick questions for 40 minutes. 40. That's four zero minutes. So, you could say that I'm already tilting because I am. It's 1.12 in the Eastern Time Zone and Delaney Walker is down and all my cash lineups in DFS are officially deceased. Thank you and good night. It's 1.16 p.m. Eastern Time and Delaney Walker is back. I'm not tilting as much as I was four minutes ago. It appears the Dolphins' defense uh, just scored a touchdown against Tom Brady's perfect machine. So if you are one of the people in a padded room screaming about the end times who also plugged in the Miami defense for this matchup against the Patriots in New England, I want to wish you congratulations and good luck with the padded room. My clock says it's 1.59 in the Eastern Time Zone, and my phone says that Julio Jones has 31 fantasy points? Is the simulation broken? Has it gone haywire? Is the simulation on drugs? These are all questions I have right now. Because, you see, it's not even 2 o'clock, and Julio has 31 fantasy points. Did I make that clear? 31, not not 11 or, or 21. He has 31 fantasy points. So he's on pace for, you know, 69 fantasy points, which is gross. I'm married, okay? I mean, let's let's just cut it. Let's just cut out the this the, these disgusting sixty nine jokes. I succumb to peer pressure constantly, you know, because the people like them. No more. Yeah, right. I had a tweet that I really didn't think much of. I don't think much of any of my tweets, honestly, and I know neither do you, but. I had one on a Sunday morning, this morning, uh, about how Joe Flacco, just maybe, has never really been good and has been functional only on a team that has often had uh, a good or great defense and special teams and a running game. So anyway, this didn't go over well. Uh, I think I've done this before um, uh, where I've, I've uh, besmirched uh, Joe Flacco. The ultimate QB wins guy, and uh, so I have I I've realized this morning that I have a weird relationship with Ravens Twitter, uh, and the relationship is mostly um, that I hate them, and then they well they hate me. So I guess actually it's not that weird. Yeah, I'm tilting.
Russell Wilson got picked off on his first pass of the game, and I'm tilting. It's fine. It's fine. I'm totally fine. I'm fine. Do you hear me? Everything will be okay. Nothing will be wrong from here on out. It was a hiccup in the simulation. I'm tilting. It's uh, 5.52 in the Eastern Time Zone, and uh, I feel better about a lot of things, including Russell Wilson's fantasy output, which is good. Um, and um, I uh, am very happy about my belief that Paxton Lynch sucks, and I have heavy exposure to the Oakland defense in uh, DFS. And boy, is that working out. Let me tell you. So shout out to Paxton Lynch for helping me win some money today. Appreciate it. It's, uh, it's you know, it's fun to use the, the league's worst defense and uh, get a lot of fantasy points. So that's like the, the anti-tilt that's happening right now. 6.29 Eastern Time and uh, Paxton Lynch is hurt, which... Is not good for me uh, in particular. Um, looks like he is uh, crying on the sideline. I am also crying a little bit because I know whoever comes into this game for the Broncos is going to light up this sad sack of, of a Raiders defense. I just know it. God almighty. 7.22 p.m. Eastern Time. And yes, I was right. I was correct. Trevor Simeon uh, has about uh, 29 fantasy points uh, in one quarter of play after coming in for the injured Paxton Lynch. I'm tilting so hard that my pants have evaporated. I didn't even take them off. They just poof. They just went away. Um, unfortunately, I was on a walk in the neighborhood when that happened. Uh, so I am in the back of a of a police cruiser, uh, and <clears throat> mostly uh, I blame Paxton Lynch. I'm tilting. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long. It's fast.